Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome to this live reaction edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Angel Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on Fan Nation. Thank you all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both wherever you get your audio podcasts daily and also on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. That was an ugly game from the Mont Paris and the South Carolina Gamecocks. And sure, I understand that I could probably just make that statement and leave it at that. But uh, we're not going to do that on this show. We are going to dive into what all happened tonight against the Auburn Tigers. We're going to talk about what went wrong on both ends of the floor. We are also going to talk about some of the silver linings to take away from this game. A couple of particular individual performances that really stood out. And what our final takeaway should be coming out of this matchup. So, let's just go ahead and rip the band-aid off. And let's talk about what all went wrong for South Carolina on Wednesday night against the Auburn Tigers. And um, there's a lot of things that you could definitely point to. The thing that is kind of shocking, looking back at how this game played out, is the fact that South Carolina actually got off to about as good of a start as you could have wanted in this game, going up 9-4 to four just three minutes into the contest, and that included a couple of main three-point shots. The Auburn crowd went dead silent, and for a couple of minutes, it looked like, you know, hey, just like the Tennessee game up in Knoxville a couple weeks back, the Gamecocks are ready for this fight. They are ready for this game, and they're going to make this a tough one for Auburn. Then the very next defensive possession, they gave up a couple of offensive rebounds to the Tigers. Um, Auburn forward Jalen Williams decided to have his uh, own Steph Curry-like performance tonight and hit, I think, five or three, six three-pointers. I'll talk more about that in a second. And before you know it, uh, South Carolina went into the half down 50-28. to 28. Obviously, their worst defensive performance of the season in one total half they wound up giving up 101 total points. So what all went wrong? Well, defensively, you do have to give Auburn a little bit of credit. They just had a fantastic shooting night. And I talked about Jalen Williams a second ago. Looking at Jalen Williams and Jani Broon, the two guys coming into this game where you kind of knew South Carolina, you weren't going to stop them, but you could not let those guys just go into full-blown takeover mode. And that's exactly what they turned around and did. They went into takeover mode. Those two guys alone shot 9 of 12 from behind the three-point line. The four and five men for the Auburn Tigers were 75% from three on 12 shots. Um, obviously this is an outlier performance for both those guys, statistically speaking, but you had to give them their credit. They just were on a different level from that area of the floor tonight. And if you're South Carolina, if you're going to give up that kind of three point shooting to the front court for your opponent, it's not going to be a good night for you. And so those two guys also combined to score 44 total points in this game. The Gamecocks basically just could not stop them on the defensive end. The other thing that is a bit worrisome to me is the fact that South Carolina, they just could not handle the pick and roll actions from Auburn at the top of the key. 
Um, whether it was a big man kind of getting caught in the middle, trying to decide whether or not they should creep up and try to attempt to block a potential shot from the guard that was driving, or they should linger back in case the guards decide to pop the ball over their heads and try to get an easy alley-oop or two points from one of Auburn's big men. And that happened time and time again tonight. B.J. Mack got caught in a couple pickles, and it backfired on him. Colin Murray Boyles, the same deal with him. We'll talk more about him in just a few minutes. But that obviously hurt SAFCON defensively as well. There wasn't really a whole lot of communication going on on that end of the floor. That is also something that is just uncharacteristic of this basketball team. And look, coming out of this game now, um, I think that I and everyone else that watches this South Carolina men's basketball team now fully understands the kind of impact Neville Arena's home and crowd environment can have on a game. But stuff like not communicating defensively, that you can't attribute that to a home crowd. You can't. That is a controllable. Lamont Paris talks about this a lot with his team. He wants his team to go out there and execute reproducible things, things that are positive and can help you win a game, and you can consistently find a way to do it over and over again every time you're out there on the floor. And some simple things like just simply talking to each other on the defensive end just weren't done tonight against Auburn. And being this late in the season and having the veterans that you have on this team, that's something that is a bit surprising in my eyes. Offensively speaking, this was just one of those games where the Gamecocks just basically did not move around enough when they did not have the ball. This offense got too stagnant, got too bogged down, because quite frankly, there were too many times where guys were just sitting on the wing, sitting in the corner, and basically got to a point where there was like six seconds on the shot clock, threw the ball to Miji Johnson, basically like, Michi, you go make something happen out of pretty much nothing. Um, that's not going to win you basketball games like this. You can't do that kind of stuff on that end of the floor and expect to win. It kind of felt like basically on a lot of offensive possessions, South Carolina just threw in the towel and Con Murray Boyles, he had a really good first half. And I believe that he finished the game with around 20 points. He finished with 19 points, second highest total on the team tonight. And you could probably sit there and say, maybe South Carolina should have made a bigger point of emphasis to try to attack the low block in the first half. But the Gamecocks, they just never got into an offensive rhythm. Taylon Cooper, this is probably his worst performance that he has had in several weeks. Uh, Taylon, he shot one of six from the floor, scored four total points, didn't hit a three-point shot. Can't remember the last time I said that. And he only had, actually no, he had zero assists tonight. If you need to know anything about what happened offensively for this team, that should tell you everything. Taylon Cooper had zero assists. I'm pretty sure that's a first for this entire season, just about. I don't think Taylon's had another game where he has had literally no assists. And as a team tonight, South Carolina only had five. So, for an offense that is so dependent on swinging the ball around, having ball movement, having guys cutting and moving to where they find an open space on the floor, this team just did not work hard enough, quite frankly, to put themselves in position to get those kind of shots tonight. They played way too much isolation basketball, and they basically fell right into Auburn's trap. And with them missing of the amount of shots they were missing, Auburn was able to take the ball and run the floor, and that's how all of a sudden you look at the end of the scoreboard, or you look at the scoreboard, excuse me, at the end of the game, and you see that you lost by 40 points. 
And I said something, I believe, at halftime where basically for all the veterans that this team has, you cannot expect to go into this kind of game and be losing like that and be taken seriously. I said that on social media, and I got some blowback from some people saying that I was being too harsh, and maybe in the moment I was being a bit too harsh, and sure, I know that South Carolina's not the first, and with the way this season's gone, they won't be the last-ranked team to lose on the road in this kind of fashion, but they didn't lose by 20, they didn't lose by 30, they lost by 40. That's going back to the Tennessee games from last year. At least for this one game, that's regression. This team should not have lost this game like this. So, no question, they got a lot they got to fix before they play LSU on Saturday. And guess what? LSU is also a high-paced basketball team. And them watching this game, they probably now feel like they got a good shot to pull off the upset in the CLA if they can do what Auburn did on Wednesday night. Now, we've gotten all that out of the way, and I did tell y'all earlier, there were some positives that did take place tonight, particularly a couple of individual performances. And we're going to discuss all of that in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Now, y'all, I can tell you this. I love Game Time a lot because Game Time makes it really easy for you to find last-minute tickets to any event that you can imagine, whether it is a sporting event, maybe you want to go to see opera at the theater, maybe you want to go to a music concert. You can find late, last-minute tickets with Game Time for all of those events. You also get something called the Game Time Guarantee, where if you can find a ticket in that same row and section that costs less than what Game Time has it listed as, they will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users can get $20 off if you use code Locked On and create an account. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and use code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off your first purchase when you create an account. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to this live reaction edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Okay, let's talk about a couple of the positives coming out of this game. And again, there's admittedly not really a whole lot you can look at, but there are two particular guys tonight that I thought played quite well considering the circumstances. Let's start with Michi Johnson. Michi Johnson admittedly has been in a massive scoring slump for this team over the past several weeks. Cannot remember the last time that he broke into double figures before tonight's game. And sure, Michi had done a pretty good job of finding different ways to impact the game in this scoring slump, whether it was getting his feet into the paint and dishing out assists to the corner for wide-open three-point shots, whether it was going for rebounds, playing good defense on the other end. It wasn't like Michi was not impacting the game. And as Lamont Paris has said several times this season, 
They need B.J. Johnson to have his foot on the gas at all times because more often than not, good things happen when Michi gets a full head of steam on the court. And tonight, as bad as this loss was, Michi Johnson seems like he has found his scoring groove once again. Michi Johnson scored 22 points on 8 of 17 shooting from the floor, going 2 for 6 from the 3-point line, hitting all 4 of his 3-throw attempts. And he threw in seven rebounds to boot and only turned over the ball twice tonight in 28 minutes of play. So, Michi Johnson, despite what all was happening offensively for this team and the fact that he really got no help outside of a couple of the guys in the starting lineup, he did a really good job considering everything that got thrown his way. That's a good sign for South Carolina because, you know, the theme that we've seen with this team over the past couple of weeks is that While some of these guys sometimes have really rough shooting nights, other guys can pick them up. And so, again, you don't want to have to look at this as the positive in a 40-point blowout loss to the Auburn Tigers. But Michi Johnson, with the way he played tonight, hopefully for Gamecock fans, that means he's going to have his confidence increased once again on that end of the floor. And that means that you'll see a a different, excuse me, different Michi Johnson over the last few weeks of the SEC regular season. Now, another guy that deserves a shout-out from this game is Colin Murray Boyles. Look, when you go into this kind of game and you're playing against an all-SEC caliber forward in Janai Broom, you're facing another guy who was pretty solid in his own right in Jalen Williams. Two guys that have been around the block for several years in men's college basketball. That's going to be a tough matchup. And... You probably could have understood if Kyle Murray Bulls went out there and maybe he had an off night shooting the ball. Maybe he scored six, seven points. That did not happen, though. Kyle Murray Boyles, second highest point total on the team tonight, scoring 19 points. He went six of 10 from the field, seven of eight from the free throw line. You could tell early on in this game that Kyle Murray Boyles had some nerves. He had some jitters because he understood, you know, the magnitude of this game the kind of Rosh's crowd he was playing in front of, the matchup he was going to have to deal with all night long. You could tell early on that Colin had to work through some of those nerves, but he seemed to settle down as the game went on. And you got to give him credit. There are multiple times where he got the ball 12 to 15 feet away from the basket, and he just flat out attacked Janai Broom, who, again, a really solid player for the Auburn Tigers, an all-SEC caliber forward, and just blew past him and got easy layups off the glass. You could just see how much his confidence has grown on the offensive end. It's something that at the beginning, Colin kind of struggled with. He has been pretty much a solid defensive player for this team since he got back from mononucleosis in non-conference play. But it has taken Colin a good while to really start to get things going on the offensive end. But that did continue tonight with his performance. He also added seven total rebounds. So, Kyle Murray Boyles just continues to impress and continues to show that, look, whether you are a five-star true freshman or you are a senior that's played several years of college basketball, he's not going to be afraid of the challenge overall. So that's great to see as well. And it was also good to see B.J. Mack, you know, kind of go back to playing with his back to the basket in the second half. Admittedly, at that point, the game was pretty much out of reach. Safcon was not going to come back at that point. So I think that Lamont Paris and the staff are kind of like, look, let's just work on some things offensively, and let's just try to get out of this funk that we're on that end of the floor. And so they just basically told BJ, we're going to give you the ball, big man. You go down the low block, play with your back to the basket, make something happen. 
and BJ did for the most part. He scored 10 plus points in the second half and shot seven of eight at the free throw line. Really impressive for the Watford transfer. So those three guys did great. The issue is outside of those three guys, South Carolina only got six points from the rest of the players that were in the game at some point tonight. And uh, again, that's not good enough. That just tells you how much this offense was not moving the basketball and how much individual ball they were playing. And this team's not going to win any games against teams like Auburn playing like that offensively. So that's something they're definitely going to have to correct. But it's good to see Michi Johnson get out of that scoring slump. And it's good to see Kamari Boyles, despite how big the moment was and the fact that his team did not play all that great tonight as a whole, continues to show up on the offensive end, even against some of the best guys at his position in the Southeastern Conference. So those were the good things that took place tonight. But now it's time to look at the big picture. What does this mean for South Carolina's current standing in the SEC regular season title race? And what does this also mean moving forward in terms of the kind of opponents that South Carolina faces? We'll talk about all that in a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. The thing that's great about FanDuel is you can bet on several different things. You can bet on individual games, spread lines, money lines, player props, specialty bets, championship odds, MVP odds. FanDuel has got a vast array of different things that you can go and bet on right this second. You can also look at live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to this live reaction edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, we're going to try to wrap this up real quickly because, not even going to lie, I just looked up at my battery and I'm down to less than 10%. My laptop's not plugged in because I was in a rush to try to get this show going. So, going to try to put a bow on this entire show real quick. What does this mean for South Carolina moving forward? Well, I think that it's fair to say we have now figured out the kind of team that South Carolina does not want to play against. And that is a team that is going to push the pace offensively, a team that is capable of hitting a ton of shots from behind the three-point line, and a team that is going to be aggressive in man-to-man defense on the other end. South Carolina played Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this season. Obviously, we all know how that game went. Lost 74-47. to Their worst offensive half of the season happened in that second half. And defensively, they did not play as bad as they did tonight. But they could not stop Mark Sears, the Tide's point guard. And the Crimson Tide crowd and his teammates just kind of fed off of that performance. And it all snowballed for the Gamecocks as that second half progressed. Tonight, it just happened from start to finish against Auburn. So... Against those kind of teams, South Carolina will not want to play them later in the season. Now, you could sit there and say, well, Andrew, both of those games were on the road, and the good news for the Gamecocks is they're not going to be playing on the road in the SEC tournament or NCAA tournament, which will definitely make still um, later this year, despite what happened tonight. And you know something? You would be correct on that. But 
still, you get blown out by 27 and 40 points to teams that are very identical in terms of how they want to play, how they want the flow of the game to go. That tells me that even on a neutral floor, when you don't have to play in front of 100% a hostile crowd, you don't want to face that team in March. So a team like Auburn or Alabama, I'd say South Carolina, they would want to avoid those kind of teams moving forward. The other thing I will say is this, and this probably isn't fair to bring up, but I got to say it anyways. Lamont Paris, he has been linked to the Ohio State opening. Ohio State fired their head coach earlier today. Not going to fully dive into this topic on this show. Tomorrow's show, we will discuss it in full, so be sure to check that out. But all I'm going to say is this. When a head coach gets brought up in a coaching search like that one, and you have a guy in Lamont Paris who's from the state of Ohio, who has deep roots with the Big Ten Conference, has been a coach in that conference for several years, it is fair to question whether or not that was sort of messing with the psyche of the players tonight. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost by 40. Again, you got to give full credit to Auburn for the way that they just beat down the Gamecocks tonight. But could this have had an impact on some of these guys, especially some of the guys that could very well come back this next season? Absolutely. And that's why, admittedly, I think Lamont has got to address that entire situation as quickly as possible if he knows for sure he's not going to take that job. Or it can linger, and then uh, we'll have a lot of conversation regarding that over the next coming days. But anyways, did want to bring that up. And I will also say this, you know, again, I brought it up earlier, but I'll bring it one more time. I get it. A lot of teams have had at least one blowout loss on the road to this point in the season. That is fair. It is true. Um, to say that South Carolina will come back home on Saturday against an LSU team that obviously is nowhere near as good as Auburn um, period, whether they're at home or on the road, but LSU does like to play a faster pace or at a faster pace throughout a game. So they are probably looking at this game and saying they've got a shot to win that game. Now Uh, they do have some talented players. Trey Hannibal, a former Gamecock is the starting point guard for that team. So that'll be an interesting little reunion matchup on Saturday. I would expect this team to come out with their hair on fire on Saturday. I can imagine that film and practice the next couple of days are not going to be fun for them. And they're going to come out looking to prove a point that this was truly a really bad night for them and not emblematic of the kind of team that they actually have night in and night out. So, They've got to answer some questions on Saturday. You certainly cannot drop that game to LSU. That would be a quad three loss if you did so. But we could talk more about that later in the week. With that being said, that's going to do it for this live reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in as always. What are y'all's thoughts on how this game went tonight? Offensively, defensively, what did you take away some of the positives? And what is your outlook for this team now moving forward? Let me know all your thoughts down below in the comment section if you watch this show on YouTube, and I'll be sure to respond to as many of them as I can. And also, if you listen to this show on an audio podcast app, once this is posted, you can shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC. If you listen to this show, once again, on an audio podcast app. As always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday night, and I'll be sure to catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.